You're listening to Behind the Bliss, a weekly podcast where Rachel Autry brings conversations to you from women that share what's behind their highlight reel. Each episode is designed for you to see a message from the mess and encourage you to find balance in the bliss. We know that what you're facing is important for shaping who God has created you to be. Some may say it's a process that often happens behind the bliss. Here's today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bliss Podcast. My name is Rachel Autry, and I am thrilled to be behind the microphone today, as per usual. Even more so excited because it is Christmas season, and it might not be for you, so don't freak out, and it's okay. But today we are diving into a Christmas theme that goes beyond the Christmas calendar. Here's what we're talking about today. We're talking about Emmanuel, this idea and invitation to prepare him room at Christmas and always. So inviting Jesus into our life and walking with him and remembering the manger and all that it took to bring the Savior into the world to be with us goes beyond Christmas and Advent season and all the above. So we have Ruth Jo Simons joining us today. She is a best-selling author and award-winning author of several books, including Grace Lace, Beholding and Becoming, and several others. You might recognize Ruth. She joined us in episode 79 when we talked about this idea of beholding and becoming women of God. She is so amazing. She is a mom of so many boys, <laughs> so many boys. So her life is crazy honored she would join us today. She also is a beautiful artist, which is one of my favorite parts about her work besides her writing. This book that we're talking about today, Emmanuel, is beautiful. It's a 25-day journey through an Advent season that you can prepare your heart to make room for Him. And I'm so excited for you to be listening with us today. And so fun to think that when this conversation comes out, it'll be Christmas time. Like there will be sleigh bells. That will be our season. So fun. Isn't so that fun. awesome? But really here fun. we are in the sweltering. I mean, I guess not you because you're in Colorado. So you're kind of like you're you're living that airy, dreamy. It's, it is really nice. It's never yeah. sticky. Yeah, we love it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. OK, well, I'm so excited to have you back. Just told my friends all about you in our fun little intro. But I oh. need to know this. This is kind of like my selfish conversation because you have six boys and I have one boy. And I'm like, how? I mean, I know you do because you thrive and I love seeing your things online and you just you're doing you're just doing the best thing. Okay, but tell me how old how old is your son? A year and a half. And we are getting into oh. like the brave stage. Like <laughs> every day we have one smackdown. Like not not me, but like he Girl, falls a year trips. And a half. <sighs> you are still learning all the things, you yeah. know? And okay, but what was your question? Tell me. No, what just can was I, what like I did encourage you. <laughs> like this is going to be like my five minute Rachel segment where I'm like, hello, friend, can Listen, you encourage me? You know why I, you know why I use the word unlikely on my profile? I say I'm an unlikely mama to six boys yeah. because I always want to sign up for things that I'm really good at. I always want to sign up for things that I feel like I'm super good at and being a mom to a boy, um, not to mention six boys just isn't something that I thought I would ever be like really amazing at. And so I was like kicking and screaming going, I don't want to do this. I don't want to, I don't want to be somebody who is going to have to struggle in being a mama to six or six boys. But you know, Rachel, here's the thing that's amazing is every part of motherhood that feels a little bit like, 
why is this so hard? Or this doesn't come naturally. Or why can't I just be really good at this? And do I have to fight this every single day in my heart or in the situation or my circumstance? Every one of those circumstances and those opportunities are literally the places where God causes you to decrease and for him to increase. It really is that. And I think we keep thinking we want the circumstance where he'll increase, but somehow we'll like shine we'll while too. he increases. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, no, let's literally, it's like those unlikely things, the parts where you're like, I love this, but this is kind of kicking my butt. I'm not cut out for that's it. Yeah. Good, a, this is a good place to be. Yeah. Oh, and I, I would I say all going to have 20, wisdom. Girl, 20 years of my motherhood journey and it's not eased up. It's it's still that way. We still have hard conversations. I still have moments where I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't think that I'm the right woman for this job. There are still moments like that. And every single time I've learned just in that same way, and I'll say this and then we can talk about something else, but <laughs> I love you know it. when you're... Um, if you, whether you biologically carry your baby or you are um, adopting a child, no matter what, there is stuff out of your control, right? In motherhood, it's just out of your control when you're waiting on that baby. And the rest of motherhood is kind of the same way. It's out of your control. It's not yours to fix or make perfect. You're simply a conduit of um, the grace that God wants to show that child and the work that he's going to do through you and in you yourself. And so I just keep, stopping and going, okay, this is the actual journey. The journey is not when that child grows up and it becomes this amazing person. The journey is that I'm being sanctified and this child is growing too. So there you go. Be encouraged. You're, You're on the journey. (laughs) Oh, I'm on the journey. That's so good. The first three minutes of the show, we already got a mic drop moment. We love it. No, I, I, yeah, I think that that's such a good reminder. I think for anyone listening, regardless of season or status or whatever, like wherever you are in life. It's so interesting that we want to be, yeah, we want to be in what we're good at or what we feel like we Mm -hmm. can just shine through because then it's easy to not fail or make a mess of things or be embarrassed. But in reality, yeah, what a cool opportunity to invite Jesus into it, which is the whole point. So the whole point. Yes. The whole point here. <laughs> turns out, turns out. Oh my turns goodness. Out. Turns out. It's the whole point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. It's one of those like, well, duh moments. And then you sit here and you're processing, you're like, but it's not exactly as easy. But that's what girlfriends are for, right? I mean, we're sitting here that's on this right. call. We don't get to talk to every, we, you know, we're not in each other's lives every day. But the moment yeah. we get on a call and we're sisters in Christ, we can say, listen, don't forget. Yeah. This is oh, what it's all about. Such a good reminder. Amazing. What a good little show opener. It's going to be an amazing conversation. I <laughs> I also have to just know just for fun, because I love following you. I know our friends do too that are listening because one, you're beautiful Two, the things you create are beautiful. And three, where you live is so much fun. So just what do you what do y'all do for a family day? Like if you were going to have a day, you're all together. Yeah. What's okay. your thing? So, I mean, I am... And left that to myself, my ideal day would be at Nordstrom. I mean, I'm yeah. just telling you the honest <laughs> truth. If, if it left it up to myself, my ideal day would be like to have the bougiest salad and a creme brulee and to go shopping all day. But you know what God's given me? My, God's given me seven wild guys in my life. Yeah. I'm married to a husband with six boys. Their ages range from nine to 20. And currently the 20 year old is back in our house for his last year of college, while the second one is about to move to Phoenix. Rachel, I've got all sorts of things going on in my life. So when we have a day off, guess what? It's not full of watercolor and butterflies. There's not a whole lot of peonies and flowers going on. You know what we do? We chuck, we chuck our phones. Well, so to speak, we, we get off Wi-Fi and we go up in the mountains and I've become an off-roading jeeping mama. 
So you go, I, girl. we we drive a <laughs> eight seater Toyota Sequoia that's been lifted for all the gals who are listening. On, I, I didn't know what that meant either, but it just means it has giant tires, extra suspension, and we do like gnarly trails. See, even though, even, even I'm using gnarly, gnarly because that's go, what it is. Girl. And so um, we usually make it up to like, you know, 15,000 foot elevation or we've, um, yeah, we've made it to lots and lots of peaks. And, you know, even though it sounds like sound of music and it kind of looks like sound of music sometimes, but the truth is like, it's the perfect, God knew what I needed. I, God, I thought I was like, I can't be a boy mom. I don't like mountain bike and dirt bike and motorcycle and Jeep. And I don't do all those things, but you know what I needed was for my heart to rest. And I needed to like being such a creative, I needed to be impressed with things that I had nothing to do with. Right. And so it's amazing how God provides and he never wastes anything. So when I think, oh, I'm just trying to spend time with my boys. No, he's like, nah, this is not just for the boys. This is for you too. Yeah. So good. He's like, I'm just using your voice, your boys as yeah. an usher to yes, who I am. Or what do you really need? Moment. Right. Exactly. Because we probably wouldn't pick jeeping and trails no. and bus, no. but they do. And so yeah. therefore we show up. Love it. it. Yeah. Yeah. We were at the library yesterday and they have this cute little outdoor play section and he was playing on his own. He was doing so well, but you know, when they just get too quiet and you're like, something's up, get yep. a little too quiet, entertaining himself a little too well. And so I walked over and he's just like watching the centipede crawl around his hand and saying, bug, bug, bug. And it was such a big thing. I truly thought it was like a little garden snake. Like it was massive. And all oh, the moms were just oh. like laughing. And I was like, this oh, is goodness. it. This is it. But <laughs> I would never, you know, experience Nate. This is so cliche. Put it on a home rock pillow. But like, I would never experience nature in such a way. Like I don't dig for bugs, but he's so fascinated. And I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen a centipede up close personal. Thank you, Maddox. I love it. (laughs) So yeah, it's just, it's a wild ride, but so cool that that's just the journey God's got us on. And Mm -hmm. one of those things where I'm like, well, I don't know if I would have picked this for myself, but I sure do love it. So what else out there is there that I not necessarily would have picked, but God has for me Exactly. that I am about to jump into. It's going to be such a cool ride, you know? Yep, Totally. Yeah. Well, like I said, here we are talking about Jeep rides and trails and all the cool, fun things. Meanwhile, Mm -hmm. it's like the most fun Christmas season. And it's weird to think about a few months ahead, but that's just how we work around here in the podcast world. Right. Um, right. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, bring me to fall, bring me to Christmas. I don't want to rush anything. But anyways, you have this amazing advent out that I'm so excited about. Well, it's more than an advent. I'm like, I kind of just want to gush for a second. It is like the go-to Christmas devotional. It's called Emmanuel Mm -hmm. and obviously all about God being with us and in more ways than just a manger. And that's what Mm -hmm. I kind of love. And what I got out of it as a reader was I think it's so easy to look so forward to Christmas and then December 31st comes and people are taking down the Christmas trees or whatnot. And you forget, like, actually, Advent is every day. I mean, not on your calendar, but a part right. of our walk it should be so yeah I, I almost want you to like tell us where this idea came from tell us about how this was birthed how this was born all the fun things and then i and then i yeah. have another few selfish questions for you well so rachel we don't know each other super super well but i yeah. can tell that you have like holiday energy you're like somebody who <laughs> make, brings the fun you bring the fun Thanks. you make it festive and fun and i love that and so for all our listeners out there who are wired like you i'm like 
I'm sure you're like getting decorations out and you're playing the music and it feels festive and fun. Then the rest of the population, if there's any <laughs> listener out there that's like wired like me, I'm just saying, I'm here for you, sister, sure. because I'm that girl <laughs> that gets super, super overwhelmed when it's holiday season. I get so overwhelmed because I'm a perfectionist. I'm a recovering ex-striver. I'm that person who has spent most of my life trying to control every circumstance, make everything turn out exactly how I want it to. And if it doesn't totally go my way, my happiness takes a big nosedive. So that's just me being super, super honest about the innate struggles in my life. It's not like I struggle with it every day. I'm just saying that's like the the innate left up to myself. That's going to be my struggle. So when holiday season kicks in, I tend to want the ambiance and the the stuff and the the glitter and the magic to feel super extra. Like I mm. really want it to be all everything I ever dreamt of. And let's just get real. Like I don't know. I'm like. If you're driving, if you're listening on a jog, like just, just, just dig in with us. Okay. I'm going to get real soul searchy here, but we I love think it. what we really want at Christmas time, let's just be really honest, but what we really, really want at Christmas time, what every Folgers coffee commercial, what every Zales diamond commercial, every commercial, everything is pointing to that thing that we really want. And it's not just our families getting together and it's not just warmth. It's that we actually want to know that we're here on purpose and for a purpose, that our life matters, that our relationships matter, that we're actually loved and that people we care about know that we love them. We actually, what we're really longing for is peace, like not conflict. We really want to feel at peace, right? Not just world peace, but like peace with your extended family, peace with the people in your home. You're looking for peace. You're looking for belonging. You're looking for purpose. And you're just saying, can I just at this crazy end of the year, can I have a moment where... I just realize and know that it's all worth it. And that that moment of peace is what we're all looking for. And every commercial and every piece of decor is trying to fabricate the sense of happiness, joy, peace, belonging. You'll feel the warmth if you just do it this way. Throw the, the knitted blanket right over your couch a certain way and <laughs> everything will feel just right. And I'm here for it. Like I want to decorate and I want all those things. But if you're like me, you get to the day after or the day you take everything down and you kind of go, why does it feel like it's over now? Sure. But the yeah. truth is if in Christ, when we're Christ followers, when we're told that Jesus, his name is Emmanuel, God with us, the whole point of Christ coming to be God with us is that he doesn't leave. His presence That's doesn't right. leave. He's not, he's not gone. Yeah. He's not tucked away and taken down. And so rather than, and this is honestly like every work that I do, every book that I write, it's always really preaching to myself. It's never like, wow, I've got this all figured out. And can I please show you now? It's always like, come with me on the journey. Come with me on a journey that I'm working through. And the journey I'm working through, Rachel, is reminding myself that the magic and the blessing of Christmas doesn't have to be contained in the 25 days that we're like trying to celebrate in December. The truth is what we're telling ourselves and what we're thinking on and meditating on and what we're focusing on in this Advent season actually determines how we're transformed, changed, where we go for hope the rest of the year. So rather than thinking that we're trying to make the most of the holiday season, don't buy into that lie that has to be contained all of that. It's that that holiday season is a great time to remember what you need to be quick to have on your lips and in your mind the rest of the year. And so, yeah, Emmanuel, the the, the 25-day devotional, 
is really just like a little labor of love where I just wanted to send this project out to anyone who might be like, okay, I magical Christmas or not, beautiful sleds and, and glitter or not, I need to know why we're here. Like, what are we doing here? Like, why are we celebrating? And why is it that no matter how many new decorations I buy, there's still something in me that feels not quite satisfied. And so this, these are 25 conversations where you can talk to the Lord yourself about it, or you can get in a group. But the goal is for us to get to the heart of where is it that we're really turning to for joy at Christmas time? And how do we prepare a room in our hearts instead for God with us from here on out and not ending at December 25th? Right. It's an everyday option or an everyday availability. Like you can say yes to him on December 26th and on July 4th and on like and every day throughout the calendar. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just so funny because I'm with you. I thank you for the holiday spirit comment because I do. I'm like, I love life. (laughs) I got a zeal. I love it. I love it. But I'm with you. I like I love Christmas and it's easy for me to go to that place and like stuff, stuff, stuff like do, do, do like. Pinterest board, all the fun things. Bake and host and all the things that we do, right? Right. Because there's so many excuses to do it. And there's nothing wrong with that idea. But Mm -hmm. it's like, what's going on in your heart that you feel like that's necessary? Is it because, no, I've been created to host and I love to have my friends over Mm -hmm. and we can have great conversation. Or is it, oh, I have something to prove or I have a hole that I'm trying to fill. Mm -hmm. And these are the conversations I feel like that you bring up, that you kind of like stir the stuff in your heart to figure out, Mm -hmm. um, am I getting the most out of the season? Not, Mm -hmm. are my presents wrapped in time for me to be able to enjoy things? It's a legitimate, like, are you understanding the weight of what this story means? Yes. And like you said earlier, you use the word journey, like with motherhood. Jesus was on a journey too. It just started in a manger, but that's not the end of the yes. story. And we get to walk yes. through the rest of his life till death to understand what it means for us. Yeah. And so yeah. there's just so much more to this that I think it's so easy to overlook when we look at the shiny things. And absolutely. And, and, you know, I think the thing is, I, I think I really desire to help, um, well, I want to preach to myself, but to anyone who's listening, who feels like I just sometimes want to give up on even trying to make things special because I feel like I'll never be enough and I'll never make it special enough, or I don't have the finances for what I think I need to, you know, and there's just so much that is, is easy for us to think. I know it's really cliche for us to be like, Jesus is the reason for the season and it's not (laughs) about the stuff and it's not about the presence. And we say that Rachel, but the reality is we're not we, we might be saying, let's not be this way, but we're not actually adding in what it actually is about. So it's not enough just to say, we're going to have a simpler Christmas. It's that, okay, if you're going to decrease the amount that you are buying into all the commercialism, you have to replace that with the reality that the redemptive story of why God with us is Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, that did not just um, suddenly happen for the Christmas story. This was the arc of the entire Bible. Like this is the the beginning of time he's made a plan to be with us for always. It's always been his desire to pursue us and to be with us and to not ever let us go. And so when we read, you know, I will never leave you or forsake you. Well, that's wonderful, but you got to remember that that literally is like the Christmas message always like we somehow 
listen to that, we think, okay, that was what, you know, the Holy Spirit is never going to leave us, forsake us. But no, Jesus came so that he would actually be the one to be like, I will walk with the disciples on earth. I will train them to carry out the, the gospel forevermore. And then for anyone, anyone who would say, I surrender, I'm done. I'm not going to do this alone anymore. I need Christ. I'll go and dwell with him or her. I will be with her forever. She'll never be alone again. And I think that's what I really want to celebrate with you and with our listeners here is that we're going to miss it if we keep thinking that all these other things will satisfy us when Jesus is like, I literally moved heaven and earth and did all that was crazy to come and actually be with you forever, forever. always. Yeah, it's such a good point. I think, yeah, the understanding that Emmanuel got with us, like this bigger concept of, like we're saying, yes, it's on Christmas and whatnot. But I think practically it is so easy, especially for us girlies, mm-hmm. that, like, Love Hobby Lobby Christmas section. Like we love all the things. Practically, what's a good way to take pause, take a step back, Mm kind of like take an assessment of our heart and where we're at. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, shameless plug, the devotional is a great place to start. But like practically Mm -hmm. today, if someone's like, you know what, I'm actually catching myself in this weird spiral, um, losing, losing the meaning or... Yeah. not reflecting or it not being my reason. I want to hear, yeah. like, do you have a thing that you've caught yourself in maybe even too? Yeah. I think you need to be good at asking yourself questions. I think about how, if if you follow me for any amount of time, you know that I have this practice of preaching truth to myself. It's mm-hmm. not that I've made it up or anything. It's just, I like, I want to follow after the pattern of the psalmist, just preaching good sermons. And he asks himself, like, you know, you read in the Psalms, like, why are you so downcast? Oh, my soul. He's really asking himself questions. So sometimes that self-reflection is even in the middle of Hobby Lobby. It's a great place. I'm so (laughs) grateful for Hobby Lobby. But if you stand in the middle of the aisle, it might be a good moment to ask yourself this question. What do I think I need to truly be happy? What is it that I actually think I need? What do I really need? Because if you're sitting there feeling anxious, most of our anxieties will point to what we think we must gain for ourselves that God won't provide. That's kind of the bottom line. Wait, can you say it again? Most of our anxieties and our unhappiness point to the ways in which we think we need to attain for ourselves something that God, we think that God won't provide. We, we think we need to attain for ourselves something that we don't believe that God will provide. I, I love stepping stri- on toes. <laughs> well, I <laughs> like call that good. striving. Yeah. yeah but the yeah. truth is it's striving is a lot of anxious running around. And so you can be free and go to Hobby Lobby with exactly what you want to get to bless your family and bless your neighbors and bless your, um, the people coming over to your home. But if you find yourself sitting there feeling like it'll never be enough, I'm so anxious about this. I'm not sure if I should even be buying this. I feel stressed out. What if my kids aren't making good memories? I don't really know. Like, let me go look up on Pinterest how I'm supposed to do it. If all this is going on, it might be a good time just to stop, like put your hands on the cart and literally say to yourself, Ruth, what do you think you need to gain for yourself? And are you trusting God to provide that or are you trusting yourself to provide that? So that the answer to your question might be, I think I need all my friends to like me. I mean, what are we in eighth grade? But the truth is we actually feel that sometimes, right? <laughs> uh, I, I, actually, I actually think I need more followers on Instagram to feel happy. 
I actually think I need to have success in the work. I've put in so much effort and I feel like it's not getting where I need success to make me feel happy. I need my kids to say that I'm the best mom in the world. I need to feel like my husband didn't miss the memo again and gets me the right present this year. Whatever it is that you think you really, really need, be honest with yourself, jot it down and say, am I stressing? And is, is my anxious running around? Because I think I need to make sure and control and determine that those things will happen to make me happy because I don't trust God to satisfy my soul instead. Yeah. It's a really valid question. That's so good. I love practicals too, because I think it's so fun to talk these conversations because of course you get wisdom and you're like, this is amazing. And you leave. And then do you ever almost get like wisdom anxiety where you've just like intake so much that you're like, yes, I love the idea. And then you take a step back and you realize, actually, I don't even know how to start. So we love practicals yeah. because it gives people a thing they can do almost like a, like a whatever checkered flag so that gets their attention and, and says, hold on, pause. I actually have the opportunity to change my posture or to preach to myself. Yes. Yes. And that's why in this devotional, I even start the first week, it's broken down into four weeks, but the whole first week is called our posture because what, how you enter into a season is how you will continue in a season. So if you enter in, whether that be October, November, or December 1st, if you enter into that season with a posture of, this is the year that I'm going to make sure that I don't fail my family because I feel like a failure. And so I'm going to be amazing and I'm going to do all these things. And I think this is what's going to make everybody else happy and not disappointed in me. Let's just say that's your posture. And we don't say those things out loud, Rachel, but sometimes we feel those, the mom guilt sets in and we act that way. Well, then guess what? All your actions will be running around thinking that you can somehow make sure that everyone's approves, everyone approves of you and nobody's disappointed. But then guess what happens? If that's your highest goal and your highest happiness, then what happens when somebody, one of your children is less than impressed or somebody actually is disappointed in you or your family member is upset with you or something falls apart? Like, oh my goodness, suddenly you've missed Or someone gets COVID on Christmas Eve. Yeah, it's just Oh my goodness, right? Right. So (laughs) if your expectation is that this will be done right and I will feel good about myself by how I do this, then you'll always come up short. It'll always be disappointing. So that's the question. I would say variations of that very question is what I ask myself almost every single day. And sometimes first thing in the morning, because let's be super honest. Sometimes I wake up and before I'm even like sitting at my chair, opening up my Bible and knowing that I want to spend time with the Lord before that even happens, I'm already like, welling up with a whole bunch of, it all depends on me. I have to do all these things. I got to hold it together. And at Christmas time, we especially get like that. Like, look at my list. It's so long. And why can't I figure out how to get all this fitted in? And I need to do all these things and whatever it is. And we call it the the holiday hustle and stuff like that, but let's not over glamorize it. I think the honest truth is we're just anxiously trying to control things so that we could find the happiness that was meant to be delivered through Christ alone. That's the bottom line. That's so good. I love that you said this isn't just a Christmas thing. Like taking inventory like that every day is so important. Yeah. Especially I I love doing that in the morning. Not every morning, wish I could say, but the the mornings that my mind and my soul are like aligned and prompt me for that. It's so cool because I feel like the rest of my day, I'm looking through a different lens. Things are just different. Things that happen that I had no control over. I have much more patience and much more grace Mm -hmm. for because it wasn't up to me. Um, 
or I get frustrated with people around me because I'm like, you could have helped that from happening. And they're like, how? <laughs> like, this isn't a thing. So it's, but it's the same. There's so much, I think, Christmas stress that can almost amp things up in great ways through praise. If you are sure. understanding the value yeah. of the season and what it was yeah. created to be for us, or it can yeah. amp things up in some really dangerous ways if you yeah. aren't taking those moments to kind of like resituate, reposture. But I think there's yeah. also, the forgiveness for ourselves, realizing that, okay, we are sinners, so I might lose the posture. <laughs> I pro- probably was really looking forward to those Christmas lights drive through and everyone was screaming in the back of the car. Like, it didn't go my way. I, I mean, I think there the is posture, grace. Yeah. Yes, there's grace for all that. But, you know, let's just let's just take that analogy and that illus- that um, metaphor real quick and just say, okay, if when we're talking about physical posture, how many times do you find yourself hunched over scrolling or doing something and then suddenly going, oh, my back is killing me. And this is a terrible thing to be sitting here. And so then what do you do? You adjust, right? When, when you notice it, you go, I don't want to do that. My neck is going to hurt. I've been sitting here in the same posture for a while. I'm going to change. And most of the time you get up, you walk around, you find a different chair, you adjust. And so that's what we're saying is realign your heart this season so that and get that posture right. But that doesn't, that doesn't mean you're going to like somehow ace it and be like, now Mm -hmm. I am repostured perfectly for the rest of my life. No, it's about little minor adjustments day by day going, wow, I see myself falling back into a scarcity mentality. I'm constantly scared that I'm not going to have enough. How do I readjust my posture so that I remember my generous God and how he's abundant with me? For example, that's just me preaching to myself, Yeah, but I'm just telling you, that's what we do day by day. Amazing. Okay. Let's talk about that then. On the other side, let's say once we've adjusted, we realize, Ooh, Mm -hmm. I don't like that. (laughs) I'm operating from a pretty weird space and we switch it and the narrative is a little bit different and healthier Mm -hmm. and we're able to see God for who he is, promises, Mm -hmm. his son, all the things. Then almost like what fruit have you seen in your own life? Maybe even real life circumstances where you're like, this became more fun or this was just easier. Like I almost would love those testimonies because I think that those are the also praise reports that say this is possible. This isn't just like a woo-woo, you got this girlfriend. It's like, no, this is really something we can have. So a couple of examples I can think of from the Simons household that I would just share, first (laughs) of all, is that I think sometimes we imagine that all the families we admire and all the lovely people we know on social media, we imagine that they light a candle every night and they sing beautiful hymns and their kids never disobey and that they somehow have a gorgeous Advent night every night. Well, I'll just testify that once every other month, whether it be personal family devotions or Christmas time devotions, Mr. Troy Simons, my husband has to say to me, hey, the most important thing is that we begin today. He always says this to me because I want to have begun so long ago and been perfect at it. So I'm basically like, no, the most most important thing is to say, I began then and I've never failed. And he's like, no, the most, most important thing is we're going to start today. So if you find yourself going, wow, um, we really never read our Bibles together or we never have a conversation about Jesus during Christmas, stop beating yourself up and start right now, start mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. So I think just on a practical level, so one testimony would just be that we as the Simons household regularly have to start again. So even if I wrote a book that's a 25-day journey, I'm like, be free. Start on day 13, December 13, if you want to take it into January, if you want to. If you know that December is going to be crazy and you want to start in October, be free. 
enjoy. Like, I mean, there's no limit to what you can do, like to think on Christ at Christmas time. That shouldn't be confined to this perfect moment. So that's one testimony is just that I would say, um, we don't do it perfectly. It's not always candlelit. And sometimes people get in fights. So it's not always perfect. (laughs) And I think that's okay. The second thing that I just want to offer as freedom as maybe even just fruit of recognizing that when I rehearse the actual gift of Christmas is the redemptive story of the gospel. When I tell myself that's actually the real reason why we're celebrating at all. I know this might sound a little counterintuitive, but it has freed me to say no to a lot of things. And so just as a, by a way of testimony and a fruit, I would just say, learn to say no to things that don't actually take you to your final goal. If it's like, wow, we don't really need to be going to a party every weekend, then say no to to the right thing. I mean, to say no when it's appropriate and say yes when it's appropriate, but guard the time. Don't find yourself a slave to a social schedule when really you have every ability to say, no, I don't think we'll be able to make it. Mm -hmm. No, I think our our schedule needs to be freed up in the evenings at 7 p.m. Whatever it is that you are called to just when you have your eye on the prize, you actually can say no so much easier than if you don't know what you're there for. Yeah. I think it's with that people pleasing if that's someone's absolutely that's yes. someone's little soft spot, which is mine, which is why I feel like I'm allowed to say that. But it's one of those when you take yeah. your eyes off yourself and you're not you're not so wrapped up with what are they gonna think about me? Or are they gonna be let down? Right. Will we still be friends? Like no is easier. So I love that example. Yeah. And you're able again to, to look through this as a I want this to be a season where I'm reset, like I'm refreshed. Mm -hmm. I'm able to give praise where it's worthy and not be so obsessed with what I feel like the world and I'd even say the enemy is trying to throw my way to distract me from the real life joy and purpose of the season. Um, And so when you take your eyes off of that, then like, yeah, everything else kind of just like situates into place where they, where they actually belong Mm -hmm. and not saying your friends are less than, but I'm also saying like, there might be alternative ways to gather with your friends than having Absolutely. to overstretch yourself for a tacky Christmas sweater party. And <laughs> and the truth is at the end of the day, the, the, the pitfalls, the areas where you find yourself not resting and anxious, that might be different for a lot of people. For some, it might be like, oh my goodness, you work in isolation a lot. And this is a time of year where you actually get to spend a lot of time with people and it's not a burden. Absolutely. Like it, we're not saying, I don't think either of us are saying that it's about a certain number of activities or it's just simply, That's right. this is the time of year where it's really easy to make idols of things that you think will make you happy. So I'm simply encouraging us to remember that we will never be satisfied apart from God being with us and that being truly enough. And until we know that the Christmas story is actually that Jesus wants to dwell with you and make his home with you 365 days of the year until you recognize that that's the gift, you'll constantly try to keep adding things into your life to feel filled up and it will never work. So that's that's the question you should ask yourself to figure out whether you should say yes to this or whether you should buy this or not. It's not a, um, there's no formula for it. It's simply a, a test of your own heart, right? Right. I love it because none of these things are bad things. Again, like we were saying earlier, they are just, where is it? Where's that overflow coming from? Is it from scraping at the bottom of the barrel or it being a, I really enjoy this and I feel the permission. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with it. Heart's in a good place. Let's go. So 
We pray that can be your season. Okay, quick little fun theology moment that I love. I feel like every season it brings me back to this, but just the simple fact that Jesus came in a manger. It wasn't showy. It wasn't shiny. It was stinky and it was in the middle of nowhere. Mm. Everyone rejected them. They had nowhere to go. Mm. Birthed a child. I'm sorry. Like in a barn. Like Mm. we, like just the idea that, yeah, I guess it just, uh, the first thing that we get of Jesus is that he's not trying to prove anything to us even though he has everything to show for who he is and what he's doing in our life. And so if we look at the reverse, I'm like, we really don't have much to prove to him either other than just our loyalty and showing up and choosing him over all the above. Easier said than done. Totally. And, and when we think of the account, the, the story and the account in the scriptures and the gospels of how Jesus was born, it's a reminder to us that to prepare him room is not actually to do a big remodel on the house, um, whether we're talking about, you know, like metaphorically or physically, you know, it's not to yeah. like somehow clean yourself up and make it per- pristine so you can be like, I'm ready now. What happened in the the night that he was born was that what was available was made available to him. So and good. so I think the reminder for us is you don't have to go clean up your life, make it amazing, or suddenly pretend that, you know, like cut off this part of the house and then add on so that he's like, ooh, I'm so impressed. impressed. You did all this for yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. I'm speaking about the fact that whatever you have, whatever you have, if you just simply say, it's all yours, you can have it. That's preparing him room. And I think the reminder that even a simple manger, even just a simple stable area where animals were being fed, that was good enough for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords because it was what was truly available. It was truly everything that was available was given to him. And he came in a simple form to remind us that it's not about earthly rule. It's about having our hearts. Amazing. I'm like, and bada bing, bada boom, period, thought. We can't, I'm like, what's in there? <laughs> no, but it, it's it's the simple truth. So easy to forget. So simple to remind ourselves. And like you said, it's just a quick adjustment and it's leaving the shame and realizing mm-hmm. that that can be our belief from this very second moving forward. I love, yeah. thank you, Troy, for preaching to us too. <laughs> Through you. Well, just start where you are. Yeah. Start where you are. Doesn't have to be perfect, but it can be really mm-hmm. special. And that special place has to come from the abundance, the overflow and not the, do I, do I meet up? Do I measure up? And so I'm just so grateful you shared all that because it feels like the freedom and the permission we, we need, especially as women, because there's standards unspoken and that's not, it's not truth, capital T. (laughs) Yeah. And it's our, it's our privilege and joy to be able to say that to one another and encourage one another. And when you're off of this particular podcast recording and you're back in your everyday life, look for who it is that you can encourage and remind Mm -hmm. her, remind that person like, Hey, the pressure's off. Like the true gift of Christmas. It doesn't have to sound cheesy when you say it, but the reality is like, he's not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. When you invite Jesus in, he makes his home with you, whether you have the tree up or not. And I think that joy takes the pressure off and you can say, Hey, we might, our family might even be going through a hard thing this year. 
And we may never even put a Christmas tree up, but it doesn't mean we celebrated any less. Mm-hmm. That's so good. I love this. This is such a needed conversation. The reset, I think we all needed. So grateful for you. I want you to just kind of tell us where can we get Emmanuel, your new beautiful devotional that you even illustrated yourself. One of my favorite oh. parts of the whole thing. Um, yeah. Where can we find it? Where can we follow along with you? Yeah. All the things for all of the Christmas love this year. Oh. Thank you. Well, you can find the book most everywhere you buy books online or in, in bookstores. Um, you can learn more about it at emmanuelbook.com. And it would be my great honor to connect with any of your listeners at Ruth Joe Simons on Instagram. And you can learn more about my work and see all my artwork and lifestyle product form at gracelaced.com. We love it. We will link all of it in the show notes too. So no pressure for people trying to remember all this. We got them. We got them. One of my favorite questions to ask, and we can end with this. What is something you're loving these days that you have to share with our friends listening? Oh, can it be super, super shallow? Always. Those are the best answers. Yes. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I'm using this living proof dry texture spray that you have to shake really fast when you're, it's not super cheap. I mean, it's like $20 a bottle or something, but it's, it's, it's at Ulta, but I'm telling you it's changed my life because when you (laughs) just don't have time to do your hair, when you just have to get up and go, it just adds a little like, Oh wait, she did her hair today. And you know, you just fake it till you make it. So it. it's, it's, it's a, a lot coming from a, re- a boy mom. It's a, it's that. a refresher <laughs> in a can. So it's that gray cans by living proof. And it's, um, I think it's called the dry texturizing blast or spray or something. And, um, I am loving that. I love that. I think last time you shared a hair product with us and I still, did I really? Yeah. 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 And I went and bought it and I still use it. I wish I could remember what it was. I want to say it's Oribe. Or something like oh. that. Did you ever use one? You of have such a good. I did. You have such a good memory, and now I'm a little embarrassed that I shared two hair products in a row. But why? Um, Your hair is no, fabulous. So I wish our friends could see the video. <laughs> she is. She has shown up with hair game today, guys. You are so sweet. Um, so no, sweet. I. We love all the recs. So people are like, okay, this is shallow. I'm like, oh, bring it. This is gonna be a good one. <laughs> um, we had lip gloss last week. We'll have something else fun next week. It's great. So yeah, living proof dry texture spray blast whatever think, we'll look yeah, at something like that yeah <laughs> amazing well i'm just so grateful that you came back and you shared your wisdom and your encouragement with us especially this season i know we need it that reset was something i needed so i just pray it's something our friends are gleaning from and moving forward with this week too thanks so much for having me this episode of behind the bliss podcast has ended but be sure to subscribe for more episodes so you don't miss episodes full of encouragement and don't forget to rate and review so that we can continue to bring you the best content. See you in the next episode.